Hello and welcome to episode 20 of UX Podcast. You're listening to me, Panax Boom. And me, James Roy Lawson. Is it really episode 20? Well, it, you, you tweeted yesterday that it was episode 20. I, I didn't question that. So. Well, I just looked on the website and I was, I was hoping I'd numbered them all right. Yeah, let's so hope I guess so. it is. But it is pretty cool, 20 episodes. We're, we're sort 21. of starting to get the hang of this. <laughs> Don't start, James. <laughs> yes, we did the pilot episode. So, but no, this is episode 20. It's called episode 20. It's called episode Welcome. 20. Welcome. Yes. And uh, it's the middle of summer in Sweden, uh, which basically means in Sweden that nobody's working uh, except us, because we're sat in uh, one of your clients' offices, actually, James. Yeah, go tell them. <laughs> yeah. I'm not charging them. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we don't have a guest today, so we're doing one of our classic uh, three-article episodes where we discuss three blog posts uh, that we've come across and that we've discussed on Twitter a bit before as well. And today, the, those ones are, James. They um, are. Um, the first one is Epic Fail, Barclays um, Facebook um, debacle um, highlighted the chasm between the bank and its customers. Um, second one, should I go through all three? Yeah, let's go through all because yeah. I want to hear um, you swear now. You want to hear me swear? <laughs> yeah, the second one, uh, we, we do have to warn everyone that we are going to swear a fair bit yeah. with the second article, because it's got a star in the article, but we're not going to use the star. We're not going to pronounce the star, because I don't know we're how not. to. I, I think it would be too complicated. Mm. Um, UX design at digital agencies is fucked. Right. Yeah. I've sworn once. We can keep score. Um, the third one for today is, oh, no, that's not the third one. That's the third one. Um, six ways um, visual content marketing can blow your mind. Yes. It's my hot so tip for we the thought, summer. Yeah, yeah. We thought we'd, we'd leave blowing your mind to the end of the show. <laughs> it seemed a bit cruel to blow your mind at the beginning. Right. Oh. We start off with the epic fail one. Uh, this is an article on the, on the Read Write Web uh, website uh, about uh, the bank at Barclay. How UK you, Bank. You, UK, well, yeah. they're international, I guess, but they're... they're yeah, exactly. And uh, as I said, the title includes the words Epic Fail, which is quite, quite popular in social media these <laughs> days. Uh, and it's all about how they actually... Well, they were involved, of course, in, in this uh, Libra scandal, uh, which I won't comment. Uh, well, it's... It, they, they were they were cheating. They were fixing things. Yeah, they were fixing interest rates. Mm. Uh, the Libra is London Interbank Offered Rate... Uh, so they were doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing as a bank. Very, very naughty things. Yeah. Mm. And uh, at the same time, they launched a social media campaign on Facebook uh, just the day after or the day before or something like that. And uh, it's about someone you're supposed to identify yourself with, uh, a guy called Dan, and he has trouble uh, with his uh, finan- finances. And he's one, one, it's kind of funny because one of the things he has trouble with is actually he's supposed to... Uh, not have lunch is one of the recommendations to save money oh, to go to the vintage I, car re- festival. Yeah, can I read that bit? Oh, oh yeah, that, do it, funny? do it. I love that, actually. The, basically, yeah. one of the criticisms that Really White Web has mm. of this mm. is that it's um, it's quite condescending mm. and um, mm. and, and um, Dan is pretty useless at budgeting. Mm. Um, and they um, they make a suggestion um, mm. 
well, no, the awkward suggestion they give is that he could save money by not spending at restaurants. Um, Dan is a HR manager and spends £5 a day on lunch. That's about 100 a month, enough to buy a ticket to the vintage car festival he really wants to go to in August. Bringing food from home a couple of months would mean a more memorable end to the summer. So come on, Dan, get making those sandwiches and book those festival tickets. This is, that was the quote from the Facebook <laughs> yeah, and page. and you're right. So, so condescending, yeah. actually. And then, the, um, then the responses, some yeah. classic, some excellent responses that they write yeah, in the article. And, the, and if, remember, these are, the responses are due to the fact that everybody basically hates Sparkly now because of what they did in the scandal. So well, I, th- I yeah. think everyone's a bit smarter than a lot of these marketing departments and, yeah. and agencies think when they're writing these things. Mm. There's, there's some really, I mean, we know from Twitter, the mm. responses you get from some comment, the responses you get yeah. back to stuff are incredibly witty, incredibly yeah. well thought yeah. out. So one of these was, um, you know, Dan's festival fund is suddenly wiped out by an inexplicable hike in his mortgage rate. Mm. So basically his mortgage costs just suddenly mm. went up because the mm. bank put them up. Right. No explanation. And that wiped out his budget. Mm. Um, you know, an a honest answer there, revealing how much mm. the customer knows uh, about the goings on. They're not that stupid. Exactly. So, and, uh, oh, like that. sorry, I'm going to babble on. No, go on, go on, on. On top of that, um, there's another comment. On top of that, he seems to be getting financial advice from Barclays Bank. The man's an idiot. <laughs> Oh. Uh, on the last one, you have to log in and see for yourself yeah. because it's basically a place on the fact that there has also been some emails uncovered about uh, Barclay executives uh, uh, emailing to traders and talking about popping open bottles of champagne and celebrating the fixed rates and stuff mm. like that. It's like mm. absolutely awful. But our take mm. on this then? Yeah. What sh- what should they have done? <laughs> well. well, basically. Two options. Well, well, one of the main problems here, of course, is what we're always talking about: silos. So, so there was. The, I mean, the campaign was obviously planned to launch this specific date. They should have stopped it, probably, and not done it on this date. Or they could have done it and added some more quality to it and some more humor and stuff like that, and actually had Dan comment on the scandal by himself or something like that. But can we just mm. back up a little bit? Mm. Um, can you do this at all? Really? Oh, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're saying it would have failed whatever, whether, I th- I yeah. I think they'd have joked about this. I mean, mm. look, at it. you're creating a fictional character. Mm. You're, you're posting these kind of fictional stories. I mean, if, if you just forget about the libel scandal mm. and things, yeah. then the, the condescending mm. way this is done I know, I, I and the lack of appreciation for the, for the customer's mm. intelligence. Mm. I mean, I, I th- this to me is just a classic situation where a marketing department thinks it's a cool idea and they're still wrapped up in the... Um, the, the you know the old world of campaigns and they think you can you can order something package something and then run a campaign and it's all sweet and yeah. dory and it'll have a you know yeah. a result at the end I agree of it. I totally agree because the way it's written is sort of like it's for nursery school children <laughs> uh, no really it's like from it's like from a picture book something yeah. like that and, and yeah and the pictures are almost like that as well with him sitting yeah and on a park bench and sitting in front of his friend talking about how he needs to save money by bringing sandwich. Oh, that's the UK. Bring sandwiches for lunch. How can you eat sandwiches for well, lunch? They've, they've done some research, haven't they? Know something about their <laughs> customers and what they do at lunchtime. <laughs> uh, no, but, totally. So, so basically, what we're saying then is that this would have failed, whatever which way, when it would have launched anyway. Yeah, because I think the relationship here yeah. between the, the problem here is that they're trying to have a social media campaign mm-hmm. with people who like their page who don't trust them. 
There's a, there's a fun, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, people don't trust their banks. Yeah. Very few people these days. Mm. The, the, the relationship mm. between the customer and, and banks has, has fallen down. Years ago, you used to trust the bank. The bank was a very, very trustworthy institution in, in all countries. Mm. In recent decades, it's just slipped and slipped and slipped. And now you're going to struggle to find someone who, who, who would say, oh, yeah, I completely trust my bank. I completely trust the advice I get from a bank. I completely mm. trust all aspects of what they're doing. So they... I think, I think they're doomed because of, partly because of that. Mm. They need to have done something. Well that, that, well, that was sort of what I wanted to, to get to. I mean, if, they, if they're going to run the campaign, which they probably shouldn't have, but if they're going to run it, it's, there's, the language has to be completely different. Mm. It has mm. to be uh, more uh, tongue-in-cheek, more mm. I mean, witty, and they have to be on the same level as their target group mm. and not on the nursery school level. Yeah. It's quite embarrassing, it's, actually. Yeah. <laughs> You know, social media, this is all what, mm-hmm. the times when you do have conversations. We know that most people don't interact with, with, with content online. Mm. I mean, it, it's, you know, the vast majority are never going to comment or, or mm. even like or whatever. So the few that do are your sarky, witty, you know, individuals yeah. already onto it. So, oh. Trying to increase their cloud score. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I, I don't think this is the way you should go about building up and trust and relationships with your clients and... Um, I think it just looks a bit embarrassing, like you say. But taking taking it uh, from another angle, could they have handled the Libra scandal online in social media in another way? Could they have, like, uh, besides the campaign, whatever? I, I think that's, that's a really good question, a difficult yeah. one, because it's such a it's a, it's a really awful. Um, misuse of, of the situation yeah. um, and to fix it with like a little bit of chat on Facebook hmm. probably not going to happen I mean no. you'd, you'd, you'd need a, we're, we're into macro uh, level things for yeah, the company a large, huge uh, um, apology letter or yeah, something I yeah. mean it's and it takes a while yeah. to build up the trust again yeah. um, now I think people are not stupid again people are not stupid if, if one one person writing on the Facebook page says well we're terribly sorry about this mm. Uh, maybe not going well, to well, but, but if Diamond himself had written on the Facebook yeah. page maybe then because oh yeah right cred, yeah he's one of the executives that got, that got fired or yeah. he left basically yeah. but then you've got to deal with it. then you're community managing and you've got to deal with the whole response after that yeah um, I think what, what I would have liked to see which is not going to happen in any near future but maybe in, <laughs> sometime in the next hundred years the companies will actually go out and tell us what went wrong hmm the whole story, the whole transparency thing. Transparency, yeah. Transparency, and like we we generally say, mm. um, you know, building good stuff. Yeah. And the same thing is, you've you've got good products and good content, mm. then you you're doing a yeah. grand job without mm. diving into social media mm. and conversations because mm. someone else can have the conversations yeah. for you. So don't treat your customers as stupid dumbwits. Is actually what we're saying. Mm. <laughs> And and <laughs> the silo thing because we haven't talked yeah. much about the silos in this one. That's right. That's right. This this should have this shouldn't have happened anywhere internally mm. because uh, the marketing department shouldn't have been allowed to get away with this. No. There's someone who's closer to the customers mm. should have said should have, this is yeah. this isn't what our customers want to hear. This mm. isn't going to work. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. So this smells to me of a classic situation. It's where a classic marketing department, marketing, yeah. Agency haven't done the research. Must do something on Facebook. We do this. Blah, blah, mm. blah. So, oh, sorry. and that leads us very nicely over <laughs> to our next article. Let me say it. UX design at digital agencies is fucked. Is it? Well, yes. 
Thank you. There was even a little space there for our jingle. I was worried about saying this on, on our podcast, but now it sounds okay. I, I, I'm, I'm happy. This is basically what we're, we've been talking about since mm. the start. <laughs> yeah. We've been afraid to say it. But you haven't. <laughs> I've, I've been quite vocal um, yeah. about how I think um, the whole agency thing is, is broken and... Mm. Um, uh, and, and well, need, we need to do something else. Mm. But, and I've, mm, I've had different opinions over the time, I think, exactly what we should do. Um, my main opinion... No, no we're not going to my opinion straight away. We'll talk about the article first. Okay. It's a little bit more sensible. <laughs> it's far too easy to dive into my opinions. <laughs> so it's written by Ross Popoff Walker on his blog, and, um, and there was a fair amount of discussion on Twitter, and it led to uh, Lisa Reichel... What's her name? Right. I always forget her last name. I'm, I'm rubbish at pronouncing her last yeah. name. I'm not going to try. Reichelt. I'm going to say Reichelt. Lisa Reichelt. And she wrote a follow-up, and, and, and then Ross wrote a follow-up uh, that he published just yesterday, I think. Uh, so this is, this is a, a subject area that, I mean, that a lot of people are thinking about and worrying about. Uh, and the fact is that agencies are going too far with actually designing solutions and products and services in Photoshop uh, design-wise and clients uh, and, and their agencies are not doing enough research to actually get something out there and he's, he's calling for digital agencies to work in, in a more lean approach that mm. we've talked about before like in an agile way uh, and basically they're not they, they, are, uh, they have waterfall insanity uh, as Ross puts it mm. when they I mean, we see we see this all the time. I've seen it so many times. We I've, see it every I've, time. Yeah. <laughs> all? Yeah. <laughs> well, not in the projects I work, of course. Nobody. Well, it, it's it, different. it all depends on it. All depends on who who you're uh, hiring and how you're coming into yeah, it. I mean, yeah, exactly. me and you are, are well, we're self-employed, so when we come in, we can quite often come in as individuals, and I I often work internally inside companies, yeah. um, and rather than kind of part of a, of a creative team in an agency exactly. that's then selling to a client. Mm. Um, so we're talking about situations where the client goes over to a digital agency and they're sitting in their own little space somewhere in an office coming up with something and then coming back and presenting it to the client. And usually it's just fluff and, and beautiful, beautiful <laughs> Photoshop things that don't basically work in the end. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's fundamentally flawed to be waterfall. Because of, the relation, because of the way that you, you buy, you outsource something to an agency. Mm-hmm. You, you get an offer, a tender, there's a price, mm-hmm. you accept it, and then you start. Mm-hmm. And we talked about with um, uh, what done um, Christensen. That's um, his name, isn't it? I can't remember his name now. Yeah, yeah. Um, about how um, yeah. you've got to change your whole way of working and um, to go lean. It's not just a matter of buying in something and then doing it lean. You've got to integrate it and change your whole company uh, yeah. culture. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the problems when you buy in a project from an agency, then you've you've someone's got to sign off on the um, deliverable. Mm. which is a problem. But I, I think the biggest problem there is getting them to buy in the first place, buy into the concept of working agile or lean. But what, some of these, what this article goes on to and some of the follow-up articles that have been written is, is that even that doesn't work as a solution because you've still, you still got this us and them. Mm. Even if you're working together with the client <laughs> in, in an agile, lean way yeah. or whichever yeah. flavor you want to use, you've still got us and them. It's mm. still, at the end of the day, someone has mm. got to sign off on what you've produced and they're still paying money for it. Right. So they're going to feel uneasy, perhaps feeling uneasy about you experimenting with mm. their money and maybe not guaranteed to get 
anything more than a viable, uh, minimal viable product at the end of what they've got to invest. You might have right. you've got a limited budget. You don't be left with half a product, mm. even though it's minimal viable. You mm. want maximum viable. You outsource this to get right. the best. So that comes back to actually what was what's the client asking for? Are they asking for a website or a campaign website or a product, or are they asking for the results? Because mm. they should be asking for the results. They should, but the problem is the client often doesn't know what mm. results they're looking for. They just know they want something pretty. And here's we're back to the marketing uh, dilemma again. Mm. Uh, you're stuck in actually producing something that looks looks nice, feels nice, that you can present to your bosses and say, "Look what we did." But you're not presenting the the raw data and the the actual outcomes of of the of the of what you're doing and, mm. and spending money on. Well, like we said, we've 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 talked about the fact that agencies are a broken model. Um, yeah. many times before um, what's interesting about this article is that it's someone who's worked with agencies and are talking about how the model's broken mm. as I said there's been a he, he's written a response to um, in response to someone else's response yeah. um, again talking about how the, the agency model is broken mm. um, and I think there was a good um, there was a good comment on um, the article by Lisa um, which brings up the, the immaturity of the branch Right. Which again, we talked about. I think a year ago, last summer, we talked about how things were going too fast, yeah. moving too fast, and we don't have time to reflect and to, to learn and to properly establish how we should be doing things. Mm. Um, and I, and this comment said, um, well, building architects. Um, it's um, often said that no one gets to be a great architect until they've um, they've been at the hard end of it for twenty years, um, and then that's after seven years of formal training. Mm. Um, and as much as I gripe about agencies and how that model's broken, I think this is actually the, the, the probably the bigger problem that we're we're still so young as an industry. We are, and it's very complicated out there what we're doing. Um, no matter what anyone else says to you, we're doing really complicated shit, <laughs> um, and we struggle to to make it all string together. And there is no seven year. <laughs> education of any sort for any type of work we actually do no and no one's actually been working 20 years uh, um, at the hard end yeah yeah not properly soon a couple more years and i think we'll get, <laughs> i'll start giving people credit for that yeah. Yeah. um we we need to it's it's um the client themselves the companies themselves need to um take a leap forward um for the agency model to also take a leap forward and to uh, innovate itself mm. Um, well, the interesting thing there is that if we're talking marketing, I mean, those people have a fair amount of education usually, mm, absolutely. but it's old school, as I'd like to say. Yeah, mm. and so they're they're actually looking to create stuff rather than see uh, see outcomes, which is mm. the, the main the Barclays Facebook campaign. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They don't. They, I'm, I'm not. I don't think they even know what they were after. More likes, probably. <laughs> Probably what it says in the brief. We want some uh, 200 yeah. more likes on our Facebook page. More likes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do we have a magic answer? Do we have our silver bullet for this question? Yeah. We've, I, my one normally is we need more freelancers. We need more people who are working individually so you can bring I in I think the, that's uh, what Ross is actually saying in the end as well. Hmm. Uh, and actually, his last sentence is uh, the real digital design shops that will do great work are small, nimble, and independent. So it's basically coming down to it's the small hmm. ones that do the work that's actually going to do, change something or make a difference. 
I, I, I honestly think that's the only way we can we can fix a lot of these problems. Um, but it still demands that the client themselves yeah. um, becomes more mature in how they could um, source um, help for their um, uh, need. True. Should we move on to our third article? We, oh, yeah, we need to shit. <laughs> I don't, then you're not allowed to swear no. out of... Co- I mean, the middle article was the one we're allowed to swear on. Now we've got to stop swearing. Yeah, well, in Sweden, shit is not a swear word. Uh, stop it. <laughs> it is in other countries. I'll edit... Oh, I'll add beeps in the end. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I like that. We can do some beeps. Yeah. <laughs> you got time for that. <laughs> right, six ways visual content marketing can blow your mind. Okay, yeah. So I actually chose this one because I identified myself a lot uh, with the author uh, who is actually uh, a guy called Mars Dorian who I've not come across before. But he's telling the story of how he started using uh, visual storytelling or actually visuals at all in his blog posts and in, in, this, in the stuff he uploaded to SlideShare, for example. Uh, and that made a huge difference in the amount of attention he got. And he got to the, well, he was featured uh, on, on the SlideShare homepage, which I recently was as well with the, with the sketch notes that I did for the UXLX oh, yeah. conference yeah. that we attended. So I can identify a lot with this. And also, ever since I, I mean, I'd never publish a blog post without a visual anymore because I know that the visual is going to spread a lot more and that will actually draw attention to the article in the end. And mm-hmm. it's made a huge, huge difference to the, to the amount of visitors I get ever since I started doing that. And I mean, I also put in my manifesto the fact that I had to add a visual to everything because that's what's going to attract people's attention and that's what's going to help a lot more people understand what I mean. Uh, And in the end, I mean, as an interaction designer, that's basically what I'm doing every day when I'm designing uh, wireframes uh, and, and stuff like that because I'm actually taking the requiring specification and putting in visuals so that more people can understand it. Uh, so what I'm actually calling for <laughs> this summer is that give this a, some more thought and try to actually s- start sketching more, add more visuals to anything that you do, anything you write, and uh, see what happens because that's going to help you. Pa's looking at me now because I'm, I'm pulling my skeptical face. Yeah, you put your, your skeptical face. <laughs> you, you, you like, I know you like to draw. I know, I, I, I love sketching. I, yeah. I, I'm... Right behind you when yeah. it comes to um, um, including a visual on the page, mm. um, which can be used to market the page. Mm. Because with, with social sharing now and the way we get the thumbnails um, right. on all of these social websites, having a, having a visual which will help generate that click mm. is absolutely essential. Yeah. Um, I mean, you cannot not have it, actually. But when it boils down to it, the web is, a, is, a, is generally a text-based um, mm-hmm. medium and I know from user testing I've done especially eye tracking that more often than not when you're if you, well if your goal doesn't involve finding a visual mm-hmm. you don't look at the visuals very much well it all depends I think it, dep- it, it oh, absolutely oh. depends but we're talking generally because I don't, yeah, I don't want people yeah. to start running out now mm-hmm. and sketching graphics mm-hmm. for every single piece of page every content they've got right. and putting three of them or four of them on every single page because yeah. they think it's going to make you better it's not but I think mm. one, one uh, in certain contexts, yeah. um, especially sketching mm. or creating your mm. uh, unique visuals, um, absolutely. Mm. Um, I, I love it. I mean, I, th- I think it is, it's, it's a very 
easy way of, well, it's not easy it's, a, it's an <laughs> obvious way of attracting yeah. more attention to things um, but adding just any image you know, like uh, those mm. social media guys that you find that look like yeah, with uh, the stock photos faceless uh, yeah the blonde woman with a headset oh yeah stuff like that mm. no no of course not no I want to I mean you mm. want to be also careful I mean when you look at your stats and mm. you look at the the visits you get mm. from um, visuals mm. Um, have you filtered out the, the visits you get from like Google Image Search? Oh, I haven't actually. I know that have a look. Simon Sundian did that. Have a look and yeah. see how much of your increased traffic mm. that you think you've got from your blog post when you started adding the visuals to every post. Is no, I know that some, some of them are from Google Images. Yeah, and it's yeah, totally uh, useless absolutely. traffic. It's utterly useless traffic a lot of the time. Because it all depends Perhaps. on how you've labelled yeah. and titled your text. And I've, mm. I've seen this on the, mm. yeah. uh, and blog sites... It, it varies from site to site mm. and post to post. Mm. But depending on how mm. well, if you've really labelled your image well from an accessibility yeah. point of view and you know, standards point of view, then you really re increase the risk mm. that Google is going to index it in a way which drives incorrect traffic to your site. Mm. Because you've but, when, but when you're saying incorrect traffic, it all depends on what you're after. Yeah. I'm not only after clicks, uh, but if somebody... It depends on the type, what type of visuals, again, mm. of course, that you do. Mm. But if you do visuals that are clearly related to the work that you do, yeah. then, and that's what people are searching for, then perhaps you'll get a new follower, a new uh, RSS subscriber, and that will, in the end, increase your, your fellowship or readership. Yeah. Um, but so if, you, if you do, I mean, yeah, but there's, there's a bigger risk with stock photos, mm. or if you, if you write an article that's about, oh, I don't know, it's, you put in a slightly unrelated picture, you mm. a picture of some fruit, mm. and then you end up saying, you know, fresh strawberries is the name of the image then you're going to get traffic for fresh strawberries coming through a Google image search mm. um, and that's not related. So there's a... Mm. Um, but then if you're following standards, accessibility standards there, you probably wouldn't um, label that image because it's not relevant to the exactly. content. Yeah. Uh, so what we're saying is... Um, well, I'm, I'm still saying add visuals uh, and you're saying be careful about what type of traffic you're actually attracting. As usual, I'm kind of adding... Mm. A, it's more complicated than just adding a visual. Um, and I, I think it's good, and I think you need it for marketing. Yeah, but I, but I think we've got to watch. Keep and I'm saying, it. yeah, keep your eye on it, but start doing it because yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, but no stock photos. No stock photos, exactly. Do do more, uh, more. Well, if you can draw draw them yourself, and that's really, take really photos yourself. It's not. With with hmm. everyone's got mobile phones and things now. It's actually not that difficult to take a little picture or something. True. Hmm. But Ex don't break any laws. Extremely true. Yeah. <laughs> don't break any laws. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I think that's... Uh, we're bringing this to an end here. I think so. Yeah. So... Uh, episode 20 is over. W episode 20 is over. Wow. So what's happening next in our lives? Uh, I'm going to France. <laughs> and then um, I'm going to Sweden Social Web Camp uh, to... Uh, What's that? Yeah, it's it's a camp on an island outside. Well, on the it's like a conference off, off the south coast of Sweden. It's kind of like a conference. It's an unconference. Unconference. Yeah, mm. we live in tents and we geek around. Mm. I'm not going. You're not going. No, no I've I've given up on going because oh. it, it falls. I'm I'm going holiday now. Yeah. but I'm only in Sweden. I've done my abroad thing. Okay, so I'm hanging around in Sweden for a few more weeks, and we'll um, we'll do another podcast. I guess when we get back from our holidays. I hope so. <laughs> And that'll be episode 21. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for thanks for today. Okay, yeah. Have a continued good summer. And if it uh, ever comes. Yeah.
Oh, for, for those in Europe. You in America you um, have yeah. been suffering to death from high mm. temperatures. And mm. Southern Europe as well, I know you've had it really yeah. hot there. There's lots of countries where it's hot. Sorry <laughs> for mentioning it was cold here. Um, I'm going to go now. Okay, everybody. Remember to keep moving. See you with the other side. You've been listening to UX Podcast with freelance consultants James Royal Lawson and Per Axman. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit UX Podcast.